Welcome back to Aliyah Yomi. Today we're going to be learning Vayeshev Shishi, the sixth Aliyah in Pashas Vayeshev. Our Aliyah runs from Perik Lamites Posok Zayin to Posok Chofkimel, 17 Psukim in all, and the to- topic is avoiding seduction. Let's take a look at the contents and then we'll try to get a sense of some questions and deeper understanding. So we hear that Yosef is very successful in his master's house, and after all this is going on, the wife of Potiphar, this uh, this uh, minister of Pharaoh, sets her eyes upon Yosef and she starts making demands of him. And he refuses to acquiesce to her seductions and she would con- continually um, uh, is, is come to him day by day and ask him to spend time with her and he refuses. He, he gives the rationale, he says he refuses and he explains that I'm loyal to my master and my master is giving me everything in, his, in, in the house under his control. That's, that, that does not include his relationship, his intimate relationship with his wife and I, by doing so, I would be sinning to God. But one day comes, comes the day, there's nobody else at home, he goes into the house and she is there. She grabs his coat and he, she says, lie with me, imi, and he leaves his coat in her hands and runs and gets outside. When she sees that this is the situation, then she calls out loudly and she tells to the whole house staff, look, you brought this Hebrew slave and he is trying to abuse me. Um, and I, when I called out, he ran and he left his coat in my hands. Then she waits for her master, uh, her husband, the master of Yosef, to get home. And uh, she explains that that Yosef had made an attempt, um, an attempt to uh, to to uh, rape her, to to be with her. And um, and the master um, hears all of this and takes Yosef. He gets angry and he takes Yosef and he puts him into the uh, the base into the jail, the place where the Assyria Melech or Asurim, the, where the kings. Um, uh, um, jailed um, individuals are put and it, it turns out that Yosef once again rises to the top, Hashem is with him, the Sire Beis Hasar, the, the person in charge of the prison system, sees how responsible Yosef is and he allows Yosef to be in control of everything in that, in that domain because Hashem makes him successful wherever he goes. A few basic points to ponder, number one is that you'll see that the note, the cantillation on the word and he refused, which is when he was refusing these bids from the wife of Potiphar in Potsachas, has a very unusual trap. This cantillation is called a shalshelis, a, tra- a chain, which is lit- uh, which goes backwards and forwards in notes. He refuses. Um, why is that the note that is on this? So the Kedushas Levi, Rav Levi Yitzchak explains that the, it is because it is the kol ko'odam asher memais bedavar umerim kol bemius adavar. It's a it's a, it's an expression of revulsion. His inner persa, persona, his character is revul, re, revulsing over this immorality, and this is his natural state, which is expressing itself outwards. The Shemishmul takes us one step further to explain. But the way that a person succeeds against these kinds of temptations, immoral temptations in their life, is not intellectual engagement at first. It is the visceral reaction. A person needs to scream out, run out, disappear, don't get involved. That's the first idea. Scream out that a person should not get involved in this activity as well. And this perhaps, he says, is the notion of the bundle of um, Yosef's um, straw of his of his grain that we hear about in the dream in the beginning of the parsha of Parsha's Vayeshev that that it stood up 
remained resolute. Yosef's character always pointed true north. And so this was his struggle. This was his expression. Before he goes on to explain to her logically, he will scream out that he's not going to do that. Right? Jonathan Sachs points out, quoting Rabbi Yosef Ibn Kaspi, one of the earlier commentators, that the idea of a shalshilis in the way it's actually written in the notes of cancellation is a zigzag. It goes backwards and forwards and backwards and forwards to indicate the, the idea of struggle, to indicate the notion that a person is not able to make an easy decision. And so this is expressing the struggle, the inner struggle of his intentations versus the, the, the struggle of his morality and his moral compass. We see this another three times in Tanakh where um, we also hear about Lot, where Lot is struggling to leave the cities of Sodom and it says he tarries that there's a note of the Shalshalis there because of his struggle. To, he knows what's best, but he feels something else. Avram's servant, Eliezer, when he is by the well, and we understand that he has a daughter who he really wants to marry Yitzchak, but he's trying to fulfill his master's bidding. So there's that personal struggle. And later on, when Moshe brings, or Aaron brings, it's the last korban Moshe is bringing in the slaughtering of the rain in Parshas Tzav, when he is... Um, when he is uh, um, giving over the kahuna, the priesthood, to the Aaron, that also is an internal struggle as well. So perhaps another perspective on the same idea. Now, why is Yosef referencing Elohim, God, in this whole explanation when he's talking to her? So the Torah explains that one possibility is he's appealing to universal morality, meaning to say there are the Shiva Mitzvahs B'nai Noach, and one of them is Gilui Arayos, illicit relationships. And he's saying to her, we're both bound by the same universal law. We, we, we cannot do this. Another possibility is, is that he is appealing to the, the fact that first he talks about her husband and the moral responsibility in marriage. And number two, then he talks about the moral responsibility to God because some people relate more to one than to the other. Now, why was no one in the house that day? So the Bukhar Shor of Yosef Bukhar Shor explains that circumstantially, there's always going to be a day like that where there's just, you know, nobody's around and this kind of thing can happen. Rashi says, no, it was actually a day of their festival, Yom Tzchok Yom Eid Shalohem. It was a festival, a pagan festival, and she feigned um, um, illness, saying she needs to stay at home in order to facilitate this. Shimshon Rafael Hirsch points out that this is also a... Um, a, a guilt which is being laid upon the shoulders of Yosef for the very simple reason is never should a person put themselves in an area of temptation saying that they will overcome it when they get there. Yosef knowing that there's this complicated woman in the life, in his life, in his master's life, should never go into the house alone with her, even with the mo most moral upstanding compass and resoluteness, which he does have. That's what's being said over here. It's worthwhile noting, as an interesting aside, that the Midrash in Esther Rabbah makes a very fascinating parallel. The Midrash says, This is referring to the situation in which the servants of, of um, Achashverosh are telling Mordechai to bow down to Haman. And the language used over there is as they were saying to him on a day-to-day -day basis. Rabbi Yochanan quotes, uh, quotes Rabbi Binyamin ben Belevi. And he says, That their tests were similar and their success was similar. The test was in the el Yosef Yom Yom. As Aishas Potiphar, the wife of Potiphar, tries to make these bids for Yosef um, on, a daily day, uh, on a daily basis, and still he prevails. Similarly, as the servants of Achashor Shadam prevail upon Mordechai to bow to Haman. This sets up a very, very fascinating um, um, observation, which can be expanded more. Rabbi Foreman has an entire 
um, series on, on this particular topic of the understanding Megillas Esther in the context of the Aisha's Potiphar and the Potiphar situation. Perhaps the loyalty of Yosef over here is the loyalty to Potiphar and to Hashem. Mordechai's loyalty is loyalty to Hashem and interestingly enough Achashverosh over Haman who's making a power grab. Fascinating observation which can be learned through understanding Aralia properly. Another question, where did Yosef get the fortitude to withstand such temptation? How could he under such circumstances? Nobody would have known. How, how did he manage to, where were the wellspring of resilience to make that decision to run away? So Rashi says that he saw a vision of his father, Demus Diyunkoi Shel Aviv, that he saw an image of his father, and that image of his father reminded him that, in, that his father's posterity and longevity and legacy was dependent on all the children being in the fold, and if he had gone through this action, he would have been out of the fold. He would have left the morality of his father, his father's tradition behind. Rav Cook explains that that's the difference between Yosef and Yehuda. Yehuda, in order to succeed, needs to be insulated, needs to have a place where the children are like the children of Leah, like being the children of Leah herself is Alma Descasi, the closed on the, and the covered world, needs to succeed in insulated. Whereas Yosef understands and his ideology is to succeed integrated into the society around him with his values still strong. That can only work out with one condition, that is that you, as long as you're within eye range of the tradition, you can see the traditions that you hold strong um, in order to be able to succeed in all situations. Rav Cook actually goes to, so far as to say that the Mishnah in Zvachim tells us there was a difference between the Mishkan Shiloh, the Mishkan which, which resided in Shiloh, which was in the territory of Yosef for 369 years, and the, Mig, the Beis Olamim, the Migdash, which was in the area of Yehuda. Why? The, the idea of Kochim Kalim, lower grade holy meats, in the base of could only be eaten in, within the wall of, of uh, Yerushalayim, whereas by Mishkan Shiloh, the Kodshim Kalim, the lower grade holy um, sacrifices, could have been eaten on any adjoining mountaintop as long as they're within eyesight of Shiloh. Yosef's idea is you can succeed as long as you have eyesight on the goal and the vision of what you're supposed to be part of. That was what Yosef's success was. Ironically, both Yehuda and Yosef were ta taken into very difficult situations, both had temptations in a relationship that they should not have been involved with. And Yehuda does not prevail. Yosef does prevail. Yosef is able to succeed in such an environment. One last point is here is why is this the particular prison that he was chosen to be put in? So that Barbanel points out that really Potiphar really liked Yosef. And as, as difficult a, a man as he was, so he was the king's king, uh, chief executioner, he still had a heart for Yosef. And that's why it says that he himself took Yosef. He didn't hand him over to the police. He himself took him and he didn't put him into, you know, the regular... Um, jail, which has you know, regular thieves and murderers, but rather he put him into the, the, the jail of the king where there were white-collar offenders, people perhaps of political dissidents, but people of a, a higher sta standing in society because of his care for yourself as well. With this, we close the Ali. In the meantime, have a wonderful and meaningful day.